Welcome to the Lotus Talks. Hi, let me introduce myself. I'm Granger Whitelaw, CEO of the Vietnam Group, and I host the Lotus Talks, along with my co-podcaster Cameron Lynch and various members of our team from time to time. The Lotus Talks is a show where we talk about the people and the companies that are making a difference in Vietnam and Southeast Asia, or doing good while doing well, as I like to say. It's the golden age here, and there are many exciting things happening. I hope to bring as much to you as possible. So get your coffee, sit back, and relax. And let's go. Happy Monday morning, everybody. It is Granger Whitelaw and Cameron Lynch with Monday Morning Coffee here at the Lotus Talks. We're glad you're joining us, if you are joining us uh, today. Cam, how was your weekend? Oh, you know. My weekends have changed since my, my parents have come back. And it's pretty much the same story over and over again. I ate a lot of food. I, I was fed more than I was ever. And I drank a lot of wine now. That's the thing. I think, um, really, that's boring. Oh, no. Wait, mom comes home and you lose your, your, your weekend uh, travails throughout Saigon? As, the as, as we discussed many times, I just stay. I just happen to be living here. I'm not <laughs> anything like those lines. But no, yeah, so I, I, a friend had a birthday party. Other than that, I, I keep it pretty low-key right now. Oh, that's nice. I prefer low-key. I literally worked all weekend, as I, as I so often do, and it's, mm. it's painful. I need a vacation. Mm. So um, speaking of work and being outside and doing things today, we're going to talk about pollution in Vietnam and uh, in Southeast Asia and its effect on business and, of course, our quality of life. Have you noticed the, uh, the, the days when you walk outside? I think three days ago, Rasa said to me, oh, my God, I went for a run, and I didn't even realize it until I was having problems running, and I stopped and looked up, and I saw this haze over the city. Yeah, of course. I mean, for example, I never exercise outside. Um, the only thing I do outside that's considered physical activity is either swimming or you know, rock climbing. You swim. Yeah, I swim quite a bit. Oh. Uh, but me swimming in a pool is not really exercise. I just splash around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten to that point where I realized, no, it's splash not really Splash around with a cute girl across the pool. Uh, and, no, no, it's mostly about myself. You right. know, about no. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, well, yeah. not, not we're as, not going to go there. Yeah, right not as entertaining as that. I mean, recently um, there were some stories about the air pollution levels here, the, the particular matter, PM index, 2.5, which is a very high um, and the highest air quality index levels were recorded in the capital of Hanoi in recent record, according to uh, some app. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's accurate or not. It's hard to say. Mm. The point is not about uh, just Hanoi or Ho Chi Minh, but all of Southeast Asia is experiencing mm. a lot of pollution, a lot coming from China and a lot coming from other countries where there's a lot of manufacturing, yeah. a lot of coal being used. And also a lot of... Vehicles. And a lot of vehicles. Yes. We're getting there, yeah. I mean, you know, when I, it was apparently when I was reading the news, it was like VN Express, and they were talking about like this change in um, the atmospheric temperature. Yeah. So it caused a lot of the the pollution and all this other particulates to stay on the lower level. Yeah, it pushes it down. Yeah, it pushes it down. It just keeps it down. So when you have these temperature fluctuations and these changing of seasons, you know, it it can really cause havoc. I mean, if we want to talk an industry that I'm pretty sure just got a giant bump. 
it is the um, the hospital masks and all these. Yeah, right. Uh, Everybody wears masks, masks now. Do you wear a mask? Yeah, I do actually. I have never know, seen you. Well, maybe on your bike. Yeah, right? on my bike. That's about it. Yeah. I would never like you know inside. It's uh, the air conditioners do a good j- enough job. Filtering I have yet to wear a mask, although I've thought about it many times, especially on planes. But. Yeah. But yeah, if I was driving a bike in the city mm-hmm. yeah, behind people, I would definitely wear a mask. You know, there's stories like when I was uh, doing like a nine day trip around northern Vietnam, you know, you'd be driving for like six hours and then when you wipe your face after, it's, it's black. You have like particulates, dust, right. fuel, whatever on you. So it's just, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> well, that is crazy. It's not just in the air, it's the water. Uh, I mean, Vietnam does have a, uh, an issue with plastics and uh, other debris in the water, as do many of the countries in Southeast Asia and worldwide. This is not just a Asian issue. I want to be very clear about that. This is a worldwide issue, one that we care a lot about here at Lotus Talks, as we will get into much more detail about. There's uh, pollution in the soil. Soil pollution is a real issue, um, and really mostly in urban areas that you have a soil pollution. You need to check that because children play in the soil. So we want the soil to be safe. We also want plants to be able to grow, right? Mm. So all this pollution out there is caused by man-made calamity, man-made error, if I will, (laughs) by manufacturing mainly and uh, the uh, carbon fuels, right, like gas, oils. Um, So how does it affect our business? It helps us because we're able to have electricity, we're able to get around, right? Um, but how do we do better as a business, and how does the country do better? I mean, really, the the refining of petroleum, like petroleum goods, and all this type of stuff, has drastically changed the the potential, the output capacity of every industry in the world over and over. Like two hundred years, like the amount of uh, like development that has gone on. Regardless, it's amazing, but. Now we've gotten to that point where we can't necessarily ignore it, yeah. <laughs> as as everyone has been reading in the news. You yeah. know, there's, there's mass controversy over that subject. So did I tell you when I went to Singapore like a month ago? Uh, it, it had been the worst pollution in Singapore in ever. I think it was like seven weeks of city got worse and worse. It was blowing oh, over from yeah. Indonesia, and the city was just horribly incapacitated. People in the in the in the fifth, sixth, seventh week wouldn't even go out to exercise anymore. They wouldn't go out at all, really, to even walk. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. And I flew in on a Wednesday afternoon, and we landed in pouring rain. And it rained probably for the first two or three hours I was there on that Wednesday. And that evening it cleared up. It was a beautiful yeah. night. See the pollution. And it was literally sunny. So much. It was sunny for the next four days. Yeah. I mean, washed it away. Every time here, like yesterday, actually, um, the rain started uh, just pushing down the pollution, and then it right. was a beautiful night. You know, beautiful, we, we it actually, was beautiful last night. We actually opened up our windows and everything yeah, in yeah. Our, my apartment, and we have a massive, like, we have two balconies, so it goes straight through the wind. So we have, a, like, an air tunnel, like, wind tunnel. It's beautiful. Yeah, that beautiful We, we rarely do that because we just fear for the health, negative health effects of right. having windows open all the time. And we had to, like, clean our, like, floors even more because it would just... Brings in the soot, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, brings in the soot, exactly. Yeah, you got to be careful these days. But, you know, the government is actually doing some things to try to help this. I know in Vietnam they are. They are, at a national level, banning the use of imported used machinery, machinery that's over 10 years old, which Mm -hmm. I think is a fabulous idea for the Vietnamese government. Smart moves and kudos there. Um, You know, you, you want new 
machinery, much more efficient, and the new machinery nowadays is more efficient and reduces pollution and waste. Vietnam is, uh, has a planned pilot carbon tax at specific factories in the four provinces of Quang Ni, Tan Hoi, Quang Nam, and Tu Tien Hui, if I said that right. <laughs> and maybe I didn't. <laughs> because we all sure. know. You, you, that was a little bit much for me. I'm trying. But uh, anyway, uh, four provinces. The pilot's going to run from now until the end of 2021, and hopefully that will inspire a, a new tax carbon tax credit, which would be phenomenal if we could do that here. There's many countries in the world that have carbon tax credits. It helps incentivize businesses. Um, you can resell those on the market. There is actually a market for carbon credits. I was actually speaking to Lionel Stentz in Singapore this morning at LYS Energy about this exact thing. Um, so it's a timely conversation. But those types of things and working on laws that can help uh, benefit us uh, from a tax standpoint on greenhouse gas emissions for companies in the steel, cement, electricity, and chemical sectors would be a phenomenal move for Vietnam. So if anybody in Hanoi is listening, good job. Keep that going. Um, a possible motorbike ban in Hanoi is still being debated. What do you think about that? So, you know, I was actually just in Myanmar. And in the three major cities, uh, Yangon, uh, I forget the other two. <laughs> I only went to Yangon. You can't I, speak Vietnamese? I'm an experiential traveler. I, if I go somewhere, I remember it. If I don't, I'm bad. Right, i got to right. work on my geography. But um, they actually banned all motor vehicles, well, specifically bikes, in the city of Yangon, which is the most populous city there. So it's really interesting. It's beautiful. There's not a lot of pollution comparatively. So that could be a possible outlet. But the, Yangon is also much tinier, and it has a lot more giant roads and all this type of stuff. So it, it, the infrastructure is so different. Yeah. So, you know, could it help? Definitely. You know, but another thing that could help is just getting more public transport. That's better. Like well, as Public such, transport's huge, right? If we, yeah. can, if we can solve that in Southeast Asia, and some places in Southeast Asia have great public transport, mm. um, and and others are trying to get there, and that's a big deal, certainly here in Ho Chi Minh, uh, they're trying to get the, the, tr the subway, the whole thing built, and hopefully that'll come around. Very soon. They're, they're testing electric buses now, which is great. Yeah. Not yeah. just buses, but electric buses. I mean, mm -hmm. sure, take a bus, ride share, mm -hmm. that cuts down the amount of vehicles on the road. That's a big help, obviously, but if you can go to electric buses, that would be even better. I know. Yeah. VinFast is experimenting, and Grab is experimenting with a Vung Tao trip with an electric bus. And electric motor scooters, right? So the VinFast mm. motor scooter is certainly one that's out there. Um, I'm chairman of Benfi Motors, which is a, a company that just is launching here in Vietnam uh, and is going to be part of an event coming up in December, which we'll talk about more later. But electric motorcycles, electric scooters could help tremendously four million new bikes almost being sold every year boy if you could cut that in half or cut it by a third or eliminate it completely like china has done mm -hmm. your pollution issues would uh certainly go down significantly here in Vietnam. and th there's so many efforts here to like you know giant windmill farms and all those other methods to collect and store like uh, hydroelectricity absolutely there's so much more is, i don't i haven't seen a lot of hydro here you know it, it, there is some issues with that um their major river systems are come from China and go through Cambodia and they have 
they, I think the Chinese are trying to dam up parts of the Mekong. Surprisingly, yeah, enough. I know, I saw that. And I, you know, that would be well. That that could be devastating for the farmers. Down yeah, everything, everything yeah, yeah. beyond. That, that, that's a whole yeah, other issue. That's a right? whole other ball game. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it's but the, the people are aware. People are making moves. I think. Well, let's talk about what we can do as a person, as a business, to help with this pollution issue. That's that's really what we're doing. Manufacturers really need to look at the equipment they're using. They need to try to be more efficient about how they dispose of products, yeah. right? That's a big deal. There's the so many waste. textile companies, for example, that do invigilation here now, and they're always going to the factories and seeing how they treat wastewater, what they do, all the processes, and you know, stuff like bamboo fiber. It's not environmentally safe because of the amount of chemicals. Like bamboo pulp, yes, that can be a good, but bamboo fiber, it's one of the most toxic, toxic production methods. Yes, it is, it is. Which is just crazy to think. So more efficient processes, yeah, uh, ways to get rid of the manufacturing waste when you uh, when you recycle the um, the the paint or the ink or the plastics off of those need to be cleansed. Um, you know, you can build big leaching fields actu actually, and you can coat them with plastic mm. or build them with cement, and then you can process it through them and bring it back through a filter. And you could reuse that water, so you have reusable water, right, mm -hmm. um, for manufacturing, not for drinking. But there are many ways you can do it. And, and the more we look at that and try to figure out as a business owner how to be more efficient and help preserve our environment, the better off we'll all be. And recycle your plastic. Recycle your paper as an individual, right? Yeah. I mean, big thing is waste treatment plants. Waste um, treatment plants, yeah. In urban sectors, especially, like we uh, – I, th I think like 15%, I read uh, in the Vienna Express, like 15% of waste products here aren't recycled or aren't actually cared for in any means. So there's definitely much to be said for that. And, uh, that yeah, it's a, big, it's a big issue here. The trash and recycling, and it piles up in a lot of places. It's pretty scary when you see it. And, uh, and it can be really devastating to, um, to the environment. So let's all think this week a monday morning coffee uh, a light episode but <laughs> how can you make a difference and uh what can you do to help improve your environmental footprint how can you reduce your carbon footprint what can you do to help the environment in vietnam and southeast asia and uh and we'll we'll look at that this week and talk about maybe some businesses or a business that is really helping out here in mm -hmm. Vietnam and, and leading uh, the example for everybody. Sounds great. Yeah. Have I'll a great it. Monday. Have a great week, Cam. All right. See you all. All right. Talk Bye. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. If you want to support what we do, then share and leave a comment. You can always find us on our website at thevietnamgroup.com forward slash The Lotus, as well as our Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and just about everywhere in the world. Just search for The Vietnam Group. We post updates daily and feature the Lotus blog and podcast. Until next time, the Lotus Talks. See you soon. <laughs>